tones, take them all the way. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Vent Avenger Podcast featuring Manny, Kelvin, and a special guest. Introduce yourself, please. Uh, how you doing? Um, Tony Cifante, uh, producer, guitarist, and uh, honored guest, I guess. <laughs> Manny, Happy to you be here, here guys. Happy to on. talk to you guys yes. and be a part of the show. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you guys for having yes. me. Yes, absolutely. Manny, um, do you want to introduce the topic briefly? Because I haven't heard you say anything yet. No, nah, man. Actually, I'm not feeling very well, so I'm kind of like listening to most of this stuff. I know that you guys are going to be focusing on, produ- on production today, so I'm actually here to learn because I've been doing a lot of talking in the last few podcasts. Okay. I mean, you have yeah. an interesting perspective, though, as someone who listens to demos I do. and masters. I, you have a good ear for that stuff, so and somebody who I runs think a my, label. I think so, when, you know, uh, when you want to chime in... <laughs> yeah, I think as the topic... Uh, ga- uh, gains his interest. I'm pretty sure we'll hear from Manny some more, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so, like, like, uh, like we said, uh, the topic for today is uh, production. Um, what is a producer? Um, what is a producer versus a beat maker? Um, how do you produce a record? All of those things. Um, Tony is a bachata producer. Uh, from Florida, am I right? Yes, oh, I'm Florida. from Queens, New York, but I live in Florida currently, Orlando. Nice, dope. How long were you in Queens? Uh, I moved about 15, 16 uh, to Orlando, and I've just been here ever since oh. with the palm trees. Where, where <laughs> were you from in Queens? I'm sorry. Where Where were you from in Queens? Oh, Jackson Heights. That's where I lived. Oh, nice. I work near there. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I, I bet it's a lot different now. I mean, I, I haven't been there in was gonna be twelve years now since I've uh, since I've moved to Florida. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. I mean, Florida's much nicer yeah. right here. Yeah. Well, Florida has its has its days, but it's it's pretty hot. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like an uncomfortable hot, but we I guess you get a little more used to it as you stay here. I guess. Yeah. All yes. right. Well, that's cool. Um, you have um. Uh, you have a home studio and you have a uh, studio that you built very recently, right? Yes. Uh, uh, Substance Recording Studios is a studio that we recently opened. And um, it's, a, it's a room for, I mean, it's basically just a room where uh, the most important thing to me is just providing the right vibe. And I just let artists or uh, maybe other producers uh, just, you know, uh, be able to work on, you know, uh, nice high-end equipment and, and just, you know, have a nice creative space where they can feel uh, the right vibes to just make magic. And that's all I really, that's all I'm trying to do with that room. So Vibes and magic. Interesting. Yeah. Um, those are key words. Uh, yeah. So you, you, you've, uh, you've, you've produced for uh, our previous guest, uh, David Castillo, um, also is alias uh, Alma Real, right? Yes, Alma Real is a good friend, and uh, he actually, he gave me my start as a producer, or he opened the doors for me to be able to get into this field, you know, so I always appreciate him and, you know, all the success for him as well. I'm, I'm happy that he was on the show as well and able to express his point of view on the different topics and all that. Mm-hmm. Tony, how did you, how did you guys get started, uh, you and David? Like, how did you, did you, how did he find you? Like, that's... That's, I don't want to hear that story. That's, that's actually yeah. an interesting story. <laughs> it goes far back. Like, uh, when I, uh, when me and David first spoke, uh, I mean, he's always been a military guy. So, yep. uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's deep rooted in the military, you know, high accolades, uh, right. soldier. So, um, he, he was in Virginia, uh, you know, on something related to the military. And, and, uh, I guess it's always been his passion, the music and, and you know, more specifically bachata. So, uh, I guess, uh, where he lives, it's not a big community of musicians and people that actually make the music. So he was out here visiting, uh, I, I believe his parents live in Palm Coast, which is about an hour mm-hmm. away. 
he actually messaged me through social media. Uh, I believe it was Facebook at that time, or might have been Instagram. But uh, you know, he, he expressed his interest in uh, producing music, but uh, more specifically, original music. You know, he was interested in making bachata, but not just something, just not just make a song, but actually, you know, put some creativity into it and, and try to offer something different. So uh, right. that I, at the time I was playing with a band out in florida that you know it's called uh impress and i was doing more live music than anything else but yeah. like i was you know shying away from the live music and i really wanted to start making my own like my own product you know something that i can brand or something that's yeah. more personal to me so mm -hmm. i saw the opportunity with david because i didn't have any equipment or anything to record so we got together and uh we went to a, a local studio and and, uh, you know, we put together some ideas. I, I started some music for him and he said he'd take the music home and, and work on it. And and I think it was uh, it was almost like a uh, like six or seven or eight months uh, before I heard from him again. And wow. uh, when I did and, you know, he was he know that he knows that I was a little reluctant to like work with him again for that reason. But when I did actually uh, get with him again, he's he offered to buy all the equipment that I needed uh, so that I can use it to produce his music. So uh, it was through him that I was able to learn the equipment because, you know, that's another science. You know, you can you can be a musician or whatever the case is, but to actually right. learn how to, you know, use all the all the equipment. That's like another people go to school for that and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know, what's crazy is that Tony actually introduced me to David. Really? I remember. Yeah. I remember that Tony went he's like, yo, there's this kid that's really talented. I'm working with him. I've been working with him. I think you should talk to him about music publishing and the business side of it. And I remember that Tony set up the call for me. And that was like, dude, that was like maybe like two two years ago. It was a while back. Mm -hmm. and, and ever since then, we've been working together like as, as music. I, I got to say, writer. I got to say it's because, uh, well, Manny's always, I don't know, Manny has good energy, you know? Like, if yeah. I feel that with somebody, you know, I'm always going to want to. You know, like, oh, well, I have a, another person with good energy that I want to bring to the table and see if anything could come of it, you know? So yeah. now I know you, Kelvin, uh, as well. You know, and now it's good energy between the three. So I'm glad that you guys are working together and, and doing your thing with the with the podcast because I think that's that's big. Podcast is... We appreciate that, man. It's long dude, something like this. What's interesting is, like, in, our, in the genre, bachata genre, a lot of people focus on covers. Yes. Like, like for you, like Tony, when did you think it was time to like transition from make, doing covers, like live covers, to like making your own like music and your own impact? <clears throat> like, you know, it's it's really difficult because a lot of people just want to do like they, when they perform live because I used to perform yeah, live yeah, myself. Yeah. And I and, remember those days. <laughs> yo, it was a long time ago. It was Cover Wars. <laughs> cover <laughs> Wars, right? Yeah. And then eventually it was like everybody's like, you know what? Screw this. Let's make our own shit. And then, like, everybody started, like, creating things. Like, when did you, like, have that inspiration to say, you know what? I got to create my own thing. Um, well, I, I think that it was, I mean, you only do covers so much until you realize, okay, whatever music is out there, I can reproduce. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. you know, the same way, I don't know, it's, it's uh, I guess, you, like, you're always putting someone else on when you do covers, you know? And eventually it's mm. just like, oh, you know, I have the ability. I, I. I started playing it wasn't bachata bachata I picked up a little later but uh, I was raised in the music of bolero trio it's like old yeah. you know Mexican right. you know different countries I guess but mm -hmm. yeah it's Puerto Rican trios but yeah it's all it's all guitar based and I think that's the the ancestor of bachata so that's the music that I, I grew up on and, and I learned how to play first through uh, my grandfather he's also a guitarist mm. and a musician mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when I picked up bachata, it was like a, it was like a, I don't know, it was on the inside, it was a big surprise. I was like, wow, I can play this music, you know? But then yeah. eventually I was like, I can play this music. So, you know, I want to make my own now. Like, I, there's, there's the next step. I want to, I want to bring something new to the table. So, yeah. I mean, I do, I am a fan. Uh, there's a lot of producers that I admire, like Lenny. I know everybody always mentions him. Uh, Meming yeah. is another one that you know the different yeah. styles, different flavors. Chichi is a big one too. Now yeah. he's producing a lot of. So I want to join those ranks. You know I have respect for them, 
And I know that they bring their own style to the table. And I just want to be another one, you know, another variety of whatever, oh, whatever type of music. So, I, yeah, I think that's what that's what's been missing in, in like the, the genre itself. There's a lot of people that sound alike. Definitely. And, I've noticed. You know what I mean? And, and like, and what's interesting is like, like, for example, I've been listening to to Kelvin's band. Yes. And, I, and they have their own flavor. Like, you hear the music. Oh, you're like, thanks, okay, man. that's Cal- that's Kelvin's music. <laughs> You know what I mean? It doesn't sound like the generic like. Yeah, yeah, and, and I and and that's the one thing I appreciate over everything is when I hear somebody and I know I'm I instantly just want to give them a chance because I know this is going somewhere else. You know? Yeah. It's not gonna oh, yeah. be just more of the same. You know? Um, exactly. You know, a, a, an artist will, or or you know the first one to do something is always the first one to do something, and everybody's yeah. gonna associate that sound with that person or whoever right. makes it famous. But then when yeah. somebody, when other people try to do the same thing, then it's just like, oh, that sounds kind of like this like, or that sounds kind of like that. And, yeah, and I don't know, know what it is. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, instinctually, I just I don't really want to listen to it. Like somebody else already offers that, you know, like uh, and not. And usually they're, they're doing it better. You know, somebody's trying to copy somebody else. It's, they're not going to make yeah. a better version of whatever's out there, you know. So I'll that's why yeah, if important. you're the first one. Yeah. If you're the first innovator or the first person to try something then it's always going to be you, you know? Nobody's going to do you better than you. So that's why, it's, it's, I, you know, definitely uh, Grupo Aurora. I listen to their music. I like it. Oh, thanks, um, man. I'm, I'm a fan as well, so. Lord. I, I remember uh-huh. I was having a conversation like here. a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I remember, like, like a, I don't know, it was a few months ago. I was talking to to uh, Denova. He's, he's JR's guitarist. Oh, that's my bro. And, He's yeah, he's so, so he's a beast, right? And he I was is. He's, he's, super, he's super nasty, and and yeah, you know it's, it's funny because you, you mentioned the 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 sound like somebody else thing, and uh, I know that he gets the compliments. It's like, oh, you sound like Santana, which is a big compliment because Carlos Santana yeah. is Carlos Santana, you know. But yeah. I could tell that you know he he enjoys the compliment, but he's like, yeah, you know, but you know, I sound like Denova, you know, like I'm not <laughs> trying to sound like Santana, and yeah, that's the that's the bro, yo. I really. I really like his music and JR and that whole album that they all worked together on. I think Chichi was on that as well. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, was, that was that was that was a game changer. That was that was a special album. Uh, Eterno. Yeah. I, no, when, it was, like I was saying, like I was talking to him and I was saying, remember back in the day when you heard an album, you're like, that's Luis Valga, that's Antonio Santo. That yes. Like the, the sound was theirs. You know what I mean? I think. Yes. And I think that's what you guys are bringing to the table now. Like. I hear your tracks, like I hear the production that you guys are making. I'm like, that's Ruparora. That's that's oh, that's this shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's what yeah. I I think a lot of young producers don't don't see that they want to emulate, right? Like, what's hot right now, but they're missing out on creating their own style, even if it's funky or whatever, and or not accepted like immediately. I think there's value in creating something that's original. Like, like I want to hear, like I want to learn more about from what you you're like perspective from you guys like how do you like step away from i guess following the trends and trying to like create something that's fresh do you want to go first tony or uh i i think you should go first man like uh sure we already people know your music you know like that uh, i kind of want to know too what uh what he's asking i would like to hear you um speak about that i guess the first thing i would say is um try if you're gonna copy not saying that one should copy but if you're gonna be inspired by something try to be inspired by a different genre of music oh yes mm. right that's a big key that's one key that's one trick but uh the, the the bigger more important thing is be authentic which is something you touched on before um you said you listen to boleros and whatnot right yes um me like my my musical background is in soul music like like funk and acapella um okay and on the side i listen to a bunch of like trap and r&b <laughs> so <laughs> that's aggressive man <laughs> so the way the way i would describe my music is like um i try to have syncopated arrangements i try to have uh a lot of harmony because um, that's my I'm just used what, to that in sorry what does that mean like I don't like for 
I don't know what it means, and I'm sure there's other people that don't know what it means. Right. What does syncopated um, arrangements mean? Um, basically, and I don't know if I'm going to give a good definition either. <laughs> <laughs> the way <laughs> the way I would describe it is um, how, giving an arrangement movement, but yeah, using uh, diff, uh, rhythmic relationships between uh, the different parts of a song. Right, like, compl- like complementing everything complements like, everything yeah. else rhythmically, just, I, um, sonically. Like, I try not to have anything step on anything else in terms of like s- the spectrum, right? Yep. I try not to have three guitars playing the same notes. You don't want that, right? Yeah, that's and the for flow. Me, the flow f- coming the- from acapella, like we we have we have voices, so uh, we can only sp- do so much to sound different. So mm. I automatically already think like that, you know? Um, and as a vocalist, also, I'm a singer by background. So I try yeah. to give my... I'm used to having instrument, an instrument that breathes. So I'm used to giving instruments pauses and like... I, okay, I've noticed that, that on, your, on your music, like the choruses and stuff like that, like the layers are just like on point. Thank you, it's man. It's so weird, man. Like, it's just like, coño, bro. I, I, like no, I like what, what he's is, saying. Man. I like what he's saying. He's saying that he gives the music a space to breathe. Like he's not trying to overcomplicate the song. He's just right, trying to let yeah. it flow. You know, like not yep. too much going on where things are clashing or there's too much to listen to. But just like a nice, a nice uh, flow and everything is playing its position. And there's not, you know, that's what exactly, that's what I'm yeah. hearing. That sounds good to me. So and then um, when it comes to like the trappy parts, right? I used to DK rap back in the day too, so <laughs> yeah. I tried. I try to have gotta, like I try to have different rhythms intro. in terms of like how I <laughs> sing a part. Not I try not to keep a monotone rhythm. Yeah, at yeah, all. yeah. And I like to have low end in my bachatas because to me, not everybody's doing that except for like maybe Jr. I, I, yeah. okay, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not criticizing anybody's music. I'm just saying. In Latin music in general, um, the warmth is not there. Up until 2017, low end wasn't as important. But nowadays, like, and I mean literally 2017, this is gonna sound corny, but you know, Despacito. Uh, what was there was another song recently? Um, oh, all those like uh, rip off fake reggaeton songs that Justin Bieber makes. Uh, those are Latin beats, but with low end. Mm. You know, so that sound, that sound is coming back to Latin music because that, oh, yeah. that shit was gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody mixes on yeah. NSNs and is like, yeah, it's enough low end. But I feel like <laughs> yeah. music always Re- goes recently, through its, uh, its fads, you know, like where a certain type of music is like the most prominent. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, uh, that always happens. And, and then everybody's stuck in that pattern and everybody's trying to create that, you know, like. Yeah. Right, right. But in terms of patterns, I try not to copy literally. Like, I don't want to make. I, 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 I want to make a song like Tuyo from Golden. Like, okay. no, I love yeah, that song, exactly. but I can't make that song. Yeah, <laughs> I can't make that song. Um, I have because that's not me. It's not gonna be authentic. And right now, if there's anything you learn from not just music from the world, is people are attracted to authenticity. For sure. Um, social media. Look who's the pre- look who the president is. He's a social media person. <laughs> Twitter fingers. Mm-hmm. The biggest song in the world is uh, Bodak Yellow, and that's a, that's from a social media person. Yes, yes. you know. Yeah. The biggest actor in the world is The Rock, who is a professional wrestler. People uh, people want to uh, be able to uh, reach and uh, almost touch the person through their art and understand who they are. Like authenticity is so important. So that's why when I produce a record, uh, I try to put all of whatever I'm into at that time and whatever my background is, I try not to force it, but I try not to be like, I want to copy that Royce record or that, uh, that Vanna record. It has to be, it it is what it is, but coming from whatever I'm into, you know what I mean? It sounds like you're taking your experiences, like, from what you've listened to and like you're molding it into something new. yeah and that, that's something i learned from uh from sp oh. who's a ridiculously amazing producer 
Um, mm. You know, he has interests in like he listens to like Peter Gabriel, <laughs> and like and like and like indie and like indie pop with like these crazy harmonies and shit. And he puts that in his music. And his background yeah. is like he used to do gospel, so he puts a lot of like Rhodes keyboards and stuff. So that's not because he wants it to sound a certain way. It's just that's just what he likes, and that's what he's into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a keyboard player, so he puts keyboards in his music. You know, yeah, I'm a singer, so. Uh, I put harmonies, but also like the way I even arrange instruments is like, I want you to breathe, so then the vocal can come in here, so then this other part can come in here, so everything's a little more syncopated, you know. Yeah. So that that's just the way I approach it. Um, if I were a guitarist, I would probably approach it differently, you know. Well, I would probably Tony's a guitarist. Exactly. <laughs> so you have you have a completely different perspective, you know. Yeah. Um, I uh. But that, that we're we're talking about arranging, not yeah, even yeah. producing. Yeah, I, I I'm right similar to you but, in that in that respect. Like you said, if I was a guitarist, I'd I'd approach it differently. But it's the same thing. Like I know that see vocals and guitars, they they occupy similar space sonically. You know, they're both like lead instruments, if you will. You know, like people will focus on both. Right. And uh, if one is doing too much, then the other one can't breathe, like you say. Or vice versa, you know, if the vocals aren't, or if if usually uh, the guitar is is uh, is accompanying the vocals, but yeah, I, I can't do I can't do too many things clashing, or otherwise it's just gonna sound like a mess. So that I, I follow that that patience. Even, even well. when you think of like, even when you think of clashing and whatnot, it's like sometimes you want things to clash. You know, you have to know how to clash. Like these are all the thoughts you have to have as a, as a producer. Yes. Yeah. You know? um, do I want to create tension here, or do I want everything to feel at peace? Like, okay, oh, that's true. so the listener can relax. You know, um, we we're, we're talking about clashing and whatnot, and um, that's important. But it's important to use those tools. You know what I mean? Um, so that those are all the thoughts that go through my head, because you know you have, you have to go by feel, right? And feel is important. Um, but you got to use your head too as you produce, right? Um, you got to you got to map out the arrangement. How do I how do I make the listener comfortable or uncomfortable here? Right? That's tough. Yeah, you got to like you got to think about like what emotion are you trying to like compel? Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. a that's how deep that's deep of, deep type of producing, you know, when you want the listener to feel emotions, you know. I re- I remember the first time I heard um the solo in Abismo. Yeah. I lost my shit. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Great solo. Literally, Did literally lost. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you play? Yeah, yeah. I mean, though, everything on the song except for the percussion, and I subbed out the bass to uh, Chayang. Is uh, he's mm. a talented uh, bachata bass player. He played with uh, Luis Miguel de la Marge, and I think he, he wow. with Prince Royce. He's recorded a couple things and. Uh, he's in Dominican Republic. He also, he, you know, for hire, bass player. But yeah, he's very funky, yeah. man. He's, he's he really knows how to compliment yeah. a track. So, uh, everybody plays their part, I guess, on the song. I do one thing, and you know, everybody, everybody else that participates does. Like it's a, it's a soup, really. Like, uh, uh, I think that, that it's a soup. When you produce, it's a soup, like of your experiences. Well, like what, the the things that you like, the things that when you're a listener and also a producer what the music you like is mm-hmm. just a combination of your experiences like if you were raised on a type of music or uh you identify with a type of music then uh you know that's going to be a heavy influence on on the way you make your music some people make depressing music some people make happy music you know it's all how you feel i guess in the moment that you're producing so mm-hmm. uh and and that's what it is uh you know you get a couple different flavors on your song you know i throw on a bass player from dominican republic that that's funky and he could bring something to the table and then you know i'm i'm always sad so you know i <laughs> i throw on the sad guitars <laughs> i guess that's what bachata is right let's <laughs> make you happy, i don't know a lot man, of happy, yeah. happy bachateros yeah. let's get some more let's get some more listeners yeah. on but on i know right <laughs> bro do you do you mind um like maybe like walking us through like uh, producing a song like how do you like what do you do uh, first how do you like I'm a, engage with the client yeah, or, or who are you producing a song for um, is it is it a self-produced song or is it for somebody else I, I have a bunch of self-produced songs and those are 
those are harder, I think. It's funny because you'd think they'd be easier, but like, I guess your own harshest critic tends to be yourself. So like, I take forever on my own songs. When I'm working on a song for a client, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to decorate around his vocals, you know, like whatever you got going on. I'm trying to capture the mood of whatever he's singing. I, I read the lyrics or I listen to them when I hear them, right. you know? So um, nice. I have a very, like, m the way I produce is more like a puzzle. Like, you know, you get one of those big 100-piece puzzle things, and and uh, you don't really right. start anywhere. You just find two pieces that go together, and then you just build from there, and mm. that's kind of how I do my music. Like, uh, I, I usually put together a percussion track because recording on a click is a little difficult for me. I, I can do it, but, um, yeah. it, like, that click kind of just gets lost. When I'm, you know, you're used to playing live. I'm sorry. You're used to playing live. Yeah, exactly. I'm a, I'm, I'm more of a live musician, or, or that's how I started, and, and uh, I have a natural timing, but I mean, there's metronome right. is metronome. You know, when you're recording, it's a different animal. So, uh, I, 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 yeah. I, I quantize some, some percussion on a loop, and uh, that's enough for me to record on time, and, and then. Uh, uh, from there, you know, I'll, I'll I'll pick a progression that I like. Uh, I like to stay away from the the common uh, progressions that almost everybody uses, or you know, the three chord combo or whatever it is. Uh, I, 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 mm -hmm. Like like I said, you know, you listen to music, and sometimes I listen to some boleros, and and I, I just I'm like, wow, this progression here is just sad, and like maybe I'm not gonna <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm not gonna play whatever's happening in the song, but if I use those chords. And then I put together something original on those chords. It's gonna just break hearts, you know. And that's what I'm, you know. And then the song yeah, is just right. sad, and it's gonna work for for whatever. Yeah, yeah people do that all the yeah, time. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not. I'm, to I, it's just hard just, to it's yeah. hard to just invent. Like music is recycled, no matter what, no matter where, you know. Like there's no such chord that's never been used or whatever it is. So it's all just uh, an extension of your own self. Just like if when you're painting or. Any type of uh, artistic expression, you know, is, is coming from the inside, and and the more the more, I guess, the more art it is, the more from the inside it comes, the harder it is for anyone else to reproduce yeah. it or make something similar. You know, like that's why uh, you look at these artists that uh, like a Kendrick Lamar or or maybe Adele or you know, I mean, they're not the same, but they're the same when you listen to their music and you're just like, whoa, this is this is pretty different, or I'm connecting with whatever emotion. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't. It doesn't yeah, so right. that's that's kind of. I mean, I listen to music in that light, and I just want to make music that people can appreciate in the same way. You know what I mean? Like something that they can yeah. listen to and be like, "Oh, I know, I know how this makes me feel." You know, or I, I don't know. Right. So that's kind of how I approach the song. Um, I uh, I take into consideration what the what the topic is. You know, if it's about betrayal, then I make it sound like betrayal, which is you know weird to hear, mm. but. I guess if you hear a song no, I know exactly and you're like, yeah, that sounds like betrayal, you know, there. like whatever. Interesting. Yeah, that's important. You, and you, and you, you, I think you're completely 100% correct. I mean, you have to consider, you know, if the song is sad, I have to make the harmony sound sad. Yeah, yeah. Like the chords. Um, if, if, if the hook is supposed to be about loneliness, right? Oh, yes. I want the music to sound or the song to make you feel lonely, right? Like, let's say everything goes away and it's just the vocal there, you know? There's a song, right, uh, that came out in the summer called Attention by Charlie Puth. Okay. I don't know if you guys know it. I listen to pop music all the time. <laughs> no, <laughs> Only because... Yeah, I haven't heard it, but... I, I want to write, I write, write catchy shit. Hey, man, that's where the money is, you know. People, that's I like, I like that's the, where the money is right shit. there. I like the the indie the indie shit that I, nobody likes. <laughs> I, no, indie shit yeah, is yeah. great too. But it's just the audience for yeah. like if you have something catchy, I mean, you'll capture the audience that likes the indie shit too. Like you know, like it's it's catchy, so yeah. it's like you can't not. You know, I'm still singing "Happy" from Pharrell, and I don't know how many years later, you know, it's just catchy. <laughs> like you can't not. That's a dope track know? though. That's just yeah. So. Um, well, if you guys haven't heard the song, I don't know if I should delve too deep into it, but um, uh, the song's called Attention, right? And it's about, like, a guy and a girl uh, who broke up, but they're thinking about getting back together. But then when they, you know, let's say they hook up or whatever, they realize it's a bad idea. Um, in the verses, 
um, the song builds and builds and builds because he's trying to court her again. Yes. Um, but then when it goes to the hook, uh, you know, he sings his part. You just want attention. You don't want my heart. Baby, you didn't. Right? He, yeah. He's, he's telling her off at that moment. And he's he's saying, you just want attention. So the song, all of the chord, all of the uh, 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 um, the keyboards, the guitars, all that stuff goes away in the hook. And it's just his vocal dry with no reverb. All the reverb, all of the musical parts that usually are climactic are in the hook. Are in, in the hook mm. in most music. Yeah. But in this song, it's in yeah. the verse. So yeah, yeah that's this, a, that's... And, in, and in the hook itself, it's just his vocal, a bass line. And a little clap that's really, really low. And you can barely hear it. Just to keep the time. So you have no, exactly, you have no choice but to hear him. So you have his undivided attention there oh. in the hook, right? Mm. See, that's meta. So like when you, produ- when you produce a song, that's a production, an arrangement idea, you know? Um, I try to, uh, I don't know how to describe this, but I, I'm trying to reach a level where I don't just pick the chords or things that um, that would make the song feel a certain way but you know arranging it in a way where musically it drives home the point even in a way that most people might not even understand like pinpoint why it makes them feel that way but that when you analyze it like the way we can probably um, you'll realize like oh shit you know the song's supposed to give you his undivided attention. Yeah, yeah, that that's moment. that's. You know what I mean? That's a. And then that goes into production, and that goes into mixing, and that goes into all that. When you mix, you have to think about that shit too. You have to know what so, the song is saying, and mix towards that. That's you know? a that's a great like. I was gonna ask that early, and and as you guys you guys are producing, and you have a certain like idea in your head, kind of like certain vibe in your head. How do you choose? the right mix engineer to like portray that because let's say you have as a producer like Ponyo this song is gonna sound sad it's gonna be it's gonna have a lot of reverb and it's gonna be this and that right and then you give it to a mix engineer and the mix engineer might have a different idea of how the song should sound like how do you choose your your mix engineer to like make sure that the song the production that you worked on is like like the integrity is still there I mean um that's that's a hard one man because honestly i do most of the work myself like i try to get it to sound as closest close to i mean now i have better equipment uh uh but when i started it was it was a test but uh yeah you try to Mm. get it as close as what you can to what you want it to sound like and then you just give it to somebody else well that's what i do i just give it to somebody else so they can kind of just polish it you know make it sound uh ready for spotify or pandora or wherever it's going you know, uh, but oh, yeah. yeah, like it's hard to like, you know, that's that's an idea that you have or like a feeling that you feel. And it's hard to, uh, I mean, it's either somebody gets it or they don't. I don't know, because they start messing with it and taking yeah. away the things that you added in there. Then you're going to be like, oh, you know, I'm I don't like what you did with the song. I want it. I want it. I want it to be this yeah. way, you know, whatever. So communication, yeah. I guess you, you talk to the guy or sometimes yes. if you know somebody that, that just understands your vision for music and you just let them do their thing like uh romeo has matrix and i'm pretty sure they work right, close together yeah. and you know he, he gives them a guideline but i know that matrix is uh creative with how he mixes everything and and you know panning with some guitars to the left and the right and it's just mm-hmm. like a s- symphony of things going on on a production level like aside from the music you know mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, that's just me. Would you would you guys consider would you guys consider let's say a, a mix engineer kind of adds let, let's say for example that song that you mentioned Calvin let's say the mix engineer is like you know what this is what that song needs right there and they create that break they take away all those instruments and right. they create that tension that you're talking about would that a mix engineer be considered a producer or a co-producer on that I, track? I feel like if you're if you're mm. adding I mean if you're taking the track to the level that you know what i'm saying like like all right i made i made this song and then you came with a batch of fresh ideas that are good you know then then yeah, yeah. you're you're participating in 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 this you know what i mean we're cooking together 
you know so we both gonna yeah. eat after i guess that's how i see it um, <laughs> um nah, that makes sense. i think i think i think um tony gave the answer um you have to as a producer you have to have the vibe baked into the track when you're rough even if mm. let's say you're a producer who is not a great mix engineer let's say you can't like you can get basic levels but you you know you don't understand compression or whatever if you want the song to sound dark or whatever, you have to be able to do that. Or if you want it to sound big and put with a lot of reverb, bake that in, right? Bake that yeah. into the rough. Um, and communication, 100% communication. Um, uh, but before you even find that mix engineer, um, try to find one that makes the kind of music that matches that vibe that you're going for. Yeah, um, sure. that's a good point. Even I would, I would, I would even say. Um, uh, obviously, ideally, if one that does whatever the genre that song is in, but even if it's not necessarily in that genre, you know, if you want something yeah. that has a little more low end, has nice plates and halls, call up Jason Joshua, man. Oh, yeah. That guy does trap. <laughs> and now he's doing Latin yeah. music. Like, he didn't do Latin music up until recently, but they wanted his vibe. That's, that that's, that's part of what you're paying for, is that vibe. But yeah. there has to be a convergence. You know, there has to be uh, you're both trying to reach the same goal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And communicate before you even before they get the session, a phone call and say, like, make a phone call and say, hey, listen, the song, um, it's by this artist. And uh, the whole vibe is, um, let's say, you know, that song feels uh, by Calvin Harris with Pharrell and Katy Perry. Like that song's just about the fucking groove, right? Like that's that's what I get. It's like it's it's about the groove and chilling at the beach. Yeah, right? yeah. that's the vibe. Happy, happy vibe. Happy Some vibe. Stuff. Like, so that stuff like was baked in, but I'm sure Calvin Harris like he communicated that to the engineer. Yeah. And sometimes engineers yeah. can hear that. Yeah, yeah. If you have a rough that has the vibe cooked into it, you can hear what they're going for, and then you just enhance that. You know. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, um, like if let's say you didn't have your hook in that song with all the stuff taken out originally and the engineer was the one that did that choice, yeah. uh, are they a co-producer? I don't know. But what I do know is that he would probably have to communicate with you um, that he did it, right? Yeah. Um, oh, listen, I have this great idea. Yeah. Um, it's going to enhance the meaning of your song, which is what we're selling. We're selling energy, literally, which is, sounds crazy and wacky, but that's what we're selling. We're selling energy. Yeah, you're selling an experience, a story. Like You're, you're setting the, the tone for everything. Like, no, you got to put the listener in that perspective. And, and even in a literal sense, we're selling energy, bro. Like sound waves is energy going through air. That's music. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, true. <laughs> it's true. That's bro. what it is. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. Like he's like, yo, that shit's mad funny. Like bro. it's literally energy. Yeah, like, yeah, energy. That, isn't no, that fucking shit is. crazy? That's the most important thing. The um, so it's yeah. it's supposed to make you move. That's what energy yeah. is. It's like potential, right? So to make shit happen. So, so if you don't get producer, the song to make you fucking dance or cry or smile or whatever. As a producer, you're not necessarily doing your job. Yeah. So I know you guys kind of talked about it. So you guys are producers. You guys are making, you literally put in the song and you're making the arrangement. You're creating sounds from scratch because, you know, you're playing instruments. What's the difference between a producer and a beat maker then? Um, well, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think, uh, you see, you know, beat making like i guess if you're just if you're just putting together some music uh you know there's not a lot of passion involved uh you're you're a beat maker mm. like uh you know you're like anyone can if you're if you heard daddy yankee gasolina and you know you liked it and then you made uh a similar one uh it's not daddy yankee gasolina is you know it's, it's something that sounds like daddy yankee gasolina and you're more of a beat maker than you are a producer, you know? Because the person that produces mm -hmm. Gasolina is a producer. 
but you just heard something and then you were like oh i can do something similar you know so i think that uh beat making and then there's a lot of that going on but uh if you're a person that's gonna you right. know uh, take take the craft and you know i want to make something different and i want to add something new to the to the to the soup then you know you're more of a producer but if you're just trying to you know yeah. create something that already exists then you're a beat maker you know there's a lot of uh there's a lot of songs that sound like other songs that i've heard and then i i don't mm. i mean i'm not a fan of that but somehow you know i i see some people they have success that way so i mean i mean yeah. I, you look at some artists like there's an anthony santos and then there's el baron which I, I like his music. It's funny, yeah. but he's very much like Anthony Santos, like, like his his what, what, the, the the sound that he offers. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I guess I'm, I think they use the same studio in DR. Was that? I'm sorry. I, I think he records in the same studio. But probably he probably uses the same folks and and, and, yeah. and he hires he hires the same arranger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I hear that fucking cowbell <laughs> and, and the keyboard. That cowbell, man. And the segunda. That's a, <laughs> Bro, that's a staple. This song that's needs this bachata needs more cowbell. <laughs> It's catchy though. People yeah, dancing. but that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, the like there's there's a there's a there's a type of person that will embrace like basically that's the, the the sound they're looking for. Like, I've been to clubs, right? And and you're at the club and or you're listening to the radio or whatever the case is on a Friday, and they'll play nine or yeah. nine or ten tracks in a row that sound alike, right? On the radio or mm. maybe at the club or whatever it is, and. You know, right. pe pe sometimes people are in the mood. They're not trying to appreciate your art. They just want to dance, or they just, you know, what I'm saying, like, like sometimes, sometimes that's yeah. what it, that's what it takes, you know. But that's what you got to decide, like, if if uh, if if you want to devote, because it's it's kind of a, a fruitless pursuit. Like when you're when you're doing like music for the art, you're kind of just doing it for you. Like if people like it, then you know, oh, that's great news, you know. But but like yeah. you, you know, yeah. you're doing it more for yourself. Like it's like you know, what I'm saying like it's just a hobby, and you're trying to, and and you're trying to pass the time. I'm trying to make money off of my music as well, but I don't expect people to just be like, oh, you know, this is the the best thing I've ever heard or whatever it is, because I know that I'm not pandering to that to the crowd of people that do that. You know, I'm just making music that I can right. like myself. So if you're, if, yeah, yeah there's beat makers. You know, they'll they'll make that despacito, and then despacito comes out, and then they'll make one that sounds like despacito. You know what I mean? And that, that's that's yeah. more that's what I think a beat maker is, you know, like. Hey, let's not hate on Despacito. Oh, man, man. They, Despacito the has more plays than any Abismo, <laughs> any of us. <laughs> so you know, it took over the world. And, and it trust me, it sounds different. Yeah, yeah from a you're lot actually of shit. right. I, 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 the first time I heard it, and <laughs> and a lot of music that comes out, like I, I can appreciate it the first time I hear it. It's when they try to like yeah. rub it in my face and put it in my food and you know, like play it during my sleep. Like I can't, I can't listen to a song yeah. so many times. And then I start just like not liking it. You know. It, the funny thing is that that's a that's a that's a result of a great production. Ironically. Yeah, that's true. Well, and that right. and also like a large uh, <laughs> a, 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 a large budget, a large budget. <laughs> también, yeah, también. You have the Crazy budget, man. Budget, you got the pa payola, <laughs> and you're doing all right. The payola. Yeah. But. Nah, man. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, I I would say the difference between a beat maker and a producer is a beat maker uh, is someone who who makes beats, right? Yes. And shops them around for any artist to rap on or sing. That's true too. That's a they're beat more maker. disconnected from their music. Like uh, they're trying to find somebody mm. that's trying to you know. It purchased my music and 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 then it's out of my hands and do what right. you want with it yeah um a yeah. producer is someone who delivers a master oh that's a, that's a also that's a more that's a standard way of looking at it. like yeah it's, yeah that's yeah. true a producer is someone who let's say you're a songwriter mm -hmm. you come to me and say hey i have a song idea and i say okay let me listen to it oh man tony this is a great song we should do something with it yes we work on it. Let's say a month later, it's done. It's ready to go. It could go on Spotify or whatever. The master's yeah. done. Yeah. You came to me with a song, and I gave you the master. A beat maker doesn't do that. A beat maker will make a beat, and then anybody can come and rap on it, or sing on it, or whatever. Yeah. 
a producer will take something and cater to you and try to make it the best thing they can make right um and that that's what i would say is the fundamental difference um it's not just like oh i'm gonna do this and doodle around with the song and whatever no you're trying to make something so it's out you know you're trying to Mm. produce you're trying to create something out of nothing and and you know it's 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 more it's more uh concrete more organic yeah, for sure it is more organic but it's like it's more personal you came to it's me like uh, uh and here's a cd with your song there you go there you go tony have a nice day what was it you know you come to me with a song idea and i hand you back a cd like 20 years ago or nowadays yeah. an uh, a fucking flash drive or whatever with the, with a wave here you go transfer there's your there's your song yeah go put it out you know um now that doesn't mean i'm a great producer that's just a producer right Mm. (laughs) that's true (laughs) a great i'm just saying (laughs) a great producer now what now the next that begs the next question like what makes a great producer what makes one producer great and another producer just an average producer i think that's kind of what you're point goes to more about like yeah this sounds like this and it's just like doesn't stand out you know yeah um a great producer to me um tries to deliver vibe the vibe that the song was intended to deliver which is what you said in the beginning you were talking about vibes in your studio you know that's a part of it you know um a producer doesn't have to know how to play any instrument necessarily. A producer doesn't yeah, have to know like how Kanye. to. Well, I mean, I think Kanye probably plays. Kanye plays, plays a keys few, yeah, yeah. a little bit. He plays keys. Um, he, uh, he, a producer doesn't have to know how to run Logic or Pro Tools or Ableton or whatever. A producer has to be able to deliver a master. Now, what does that mean? Um, Let's say you're a guy who plays no fucking instruments, right? Uh, Diddy is one that I don't think plays any instruments, but he's a producer. He, he'll tell you that's not the right snare for the song. Okay. You know? He'll, he'll make you cycle through a thousand snares until you find the right one. Um, he'll call the right people to play whatever instrument. If you have... A glockenspiel that you want to put in your bachata, they'll call the fucking glockenspiel player. That's, that's you know? tight. That's a nice network. A fucking xylophone. <laughs> you know? Um, that's what a producer does. He, he's a collaborator. And oftentimes, especially back in the day, like in the 60s or whatever, all those Motown records, those guys arranged to have all those guys play in the same room at the same time. Um... And you have to get them to gel and have mojo. Yes. Yeah. You have to get all that, all those people to collaborate. You know. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to send you guys a movie that I saw. This guy that he, he uh, discovered this girl at a bar singing, and he, when she was singing, he could hear what instruments would go where, like in the movie. Right. And he was like literally producing as he heard her song. If only it were I that think easy. You guys would enjoy it. It's, it's on Netflix. It's pretty good. <laughs> I want to watch What's it. it yeah. really Send that over. Put it on the I show gotta, notes. I gotta find it. I gotta find it. I gotta send it to you guys. Put it in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. It's a really good movie, actually. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I would say. There's a difference between a producer, a generic producer, and a great producer. You know? Yeah. So I um, I I, yeah. I tend to agree with you, man. Like, it's true. Like, uh, I'm trying to build that network as well. Like, I want to have somebody that'll, you know, if I need a trumpet player today. I have somebody I can call or whatever the case is because, you know, some some tracks, they beg that, you know, you'd be like, oh, you know what sound good here? Uh, a flute or I don't know, something weird. But like, you know, you'd be yeah. like, yeah, that definitely fits. And a you, glockenspiel. Yeah, a glockenspiel. <laughs> uh, <Cowbell>. A zither. <laughs> hey, hey, I might throw that into my next track I, and then watch and then watch. I, I think you want to, man, ever since you've been listening to El Baron, and I think that you've been uh, eyeing that, that cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> a loud ass cowbell. I have one more question. Um, <laughs> as a producer, how do you know you're done? Like, 
how do you know it tracks? Oh man, fish? that's a that's oh, difficult, man. That's the magic Cause, question. Because because I can literally say like I've received like I've I've done mixes and I've seen tracks that have like a hundred, hundred twenty files. I'm like, okay, do we really yeah. need all this? I, I'm pretty sure the producer <laughs> thinks so. Like. <laughs> <laughs> No, fíjate. Um, how do you know? Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm never done, man. Like, like for as good as it <laughs> sounds and as good as everybody's like, oh, this is perfect, man. It sounds great. Uh, it sounds awesome, whatever. I'm still like, yeah, but at like two minutes and three seconds, there's a thing I don't like. You know, like, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just it's, a, yeah. it's an attention to detail that like will kind of torture you, but also make you a good producer if you know right. what i'm saying but yeah i mean it's it's done when it's when it's done i guess it's hard to it's hard to like put it put your finger on it but um for me as i you know like the more i more songs i finish i've, I've been getting better at uh at, at at actually you know uh bringing the songs to to the end and it, and it's kind of just like that that the song flows from beginning to end and um that's what i'm more focused on that like every part of there's not a boring part of the song or something that where you where you just like tune out and you're like uh yeah next you know I'm trying to make the song interesting from beginning to end I'm trying to make it sound complete yeah. not like uh I don't know what that was or I don't know I mean it's just kind of like a personal thing but like when the song feels finished I guess it's finished so. um, would you say a song is finished when the when the artist is happy that's also a, a big one. That's, yeah, that's one answer. Yeah, that's one answer. When the artist yeah. is happy. Um, I would say you know it's finished when when you feel that you take one thing out and the energy just changes in a bad way. Oh, that's um, true too. I mean... That's that's even that's kind of a vague definition, but um, yeah. it's like <clears throat> to me, I'm I'm someone that in my in my opinion in my chapters I put a lot of shit in there, like I layer a lot, right? But the reason I do that is because um. I throw stuff in there for the manis in the world <laughs> who can hear the little details. Uh, the world <laughs> needs more manis. And I'm like, he, he, can, hear candies. he can hear that flu at 45 degrees on the right. <laughs> you know? Bro, I... This funny, Sonic he says he mixes, I'm like, yo, get that wine. What's going on over here on the left at this angle? No, but and it's like, like... How'd you know you did that? Yeah. Like, how'd you know I put it there? <laughs> no, but I do I do stuff like that. I layer. I, I bake things in there. Um... But only for vibe reasons, um, yeah. you know. Um, or sometimes what I like to do is um, I like to make the song play a complicated chord, right? But I don't want the individual instruments to play those complicated chords. So I'll build a big ass crazy ninth, fourteenth chord, but oh, it'll be like like the bass is playing the root. And the the guitar is playing, let's say, um, uh, from that chord, is playing the three, the five, and the nine. And then I have a keyboard playing all those notes, or maybe only one of those notes. And that one note is like something else. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Something that grabs attention. Then, and then I'll have some, exactly. And then I'll have something that sort of glues it all together, you know? Um, Sometimes I put in notes that aren't necessarily in that key, but for vibe reasons, you know, like, yeah. or sometimes actually, this is something I've been thinking about now. Um, I play a lot with Foley nowadays. Do you know what Foley is? No, I'm not sure. Foley is um, basically the, you know how in movies, um, Let's say in a Western, you hear like how the horses are like stomping on the ground. Yes. But in reality, they didn't go out and record a horse stomping on the ground. They like figured out a way to make that sound. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they recorded it. it and then played it into the Copping thing. Coconuts. You know? Yeah. 
or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So, so I've been I've been thinking like lately. I've been really trying to experiment with like making sounds. I, I like um, that man. Making sounds and using weird samples, right? Yeah. And having those samples or weird sounds make sense harmonically in the song. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Or I'll tune it. I'll tune it into the song so it adds like a musical element. You know. So th- like those are the all the things I think about. Um, everything's in there for a reason. Yeah. You know, it's either to make you feel a certain type of way, or like I said, if you have something that's kind of complex musically, but you don't want every in- individual instrument to play that because it sounds weird. It sounds weird to have mm-hmm. a segunda and a bachata play a third, a fucking <laughs> a ninth chord. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't that, hear that. That one difference or that one different instrument. Uh, well, you know what I'm saying, and then in the in the scope of the song, we'll offer just like, oh, what was that? You know, just like something catch right. your attention. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And I, I, um, or sometimes what I'll do is I'll have things be really simple in one part and then just complex in another part, just to throw you off. You know, those are the type of things you have to think about. Um, and if you and if you accomplish that purpose, I guess whatever that purpose was uh, for that vibe. Um, then you're done. Oh yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> once once you reach the goal, <laughs> once you reach that vibe, goal, yeah. is, then you're and done. that's just such a you're it's done. such a fulfilling feeling, man. Because it's like you pour so much work into like getting there that when you actually get there, it's like, am I really done? Or you gotta listen to it a couple yeah. times and make sure. It's like I don't know if I'm done. I guess I'm done. If, if it's a dance record, if it's a dance record that you're making and you're dancing in the end, yeah, yeah exactly. You're close to done. <laughs> if it's if it's a song that's really depressing, and you got it to make you sad, or you play it to somebody and it just makes them yeah. want to cry, or it says, "Damn," you know, like this makes me re- remember that time that this shitty thing happened, you know, then you know you're if you're not done, you're close, exactly. you know. So that's that's how you know. Um, to, like like we said, a lot of it is about that energy and that vibe um, that enhances whatever the meaning is of the song. Um, when you're there, sure. when you deliver that, that's when you know your master that you're delivering is is adequate. Right. You're happy. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. As a producer, forget the artist. As long as the producer's happy. Oh no, good. no. <laughs> well, that's true too. Yo. You have to talk to the artist, <laughs> especially especially if you make the artist cry and it's a sad <laughs> song, or if you make them dance. You know, if you deliver that vibe to them. Um, that's Bro, the goal. It, right? It's happened to me. Like I've listened to tracks and I get like freaking chills. Like I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> what is that's, that? that's the power of music. <laughs> Seriously, that's, that's the power. That's the that's power that music, music right has. There. You know, and yeah, that's man. what separates a beat maker from a producer. Man, if it can uh, evoke yeah. those emotions, if you can, you know, listen to a song. I don't know. I'm I'm one of those people that like when I watch a movie and 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 it's that that climax in the movie where you know the guy. The, the, the star or the hero of the movie is just having a bad go and at the end you, that uplifting music and then you just want him to win mm. it's just it's just that like when I'm very cinematic when you. I do my songs like I want I want those kind yeah. of emotions you know like that genuine like you just Definitely. yeah so uh, sure. do you guys have um, anything in the works right now or what are you guys working on at the moment uh, Tony well me, I I got the studio uh, recently open. Uh, it's only been a couple months, and I'm trying to build a build a, a network of artists that come around and use it. Um, I'm also yeah. taking a, a, I'm offering song projects, you know, commissioning songs uh, for different artists that I got. A, I got this one. His name is Johandi, uh, in Massachusetts. Uh, I know Johandi. I'm, Okay. Well, yeah, he's a good kid. He's a, yeah. he's a young kid. He's new. He's starting out, and yeah. and I'm gonna be pre- from, from Lawrence, right? Yeah, from Lawrence. Yes, and and uh, light skinned yeah. guy sings about. Yeah, he got the good hair, you know. He got the good hair. I know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I'm gonna be uh, producing a few of his tracks, and uh, and we're gonna be working nice. together. Uh, I've been working with uh, Derek uh, Derek Deller. He's a manager, and he manages uh, Joe Handy. So uh, you know he's plugging me into his nice. network. Uh, I've been uh, in, in the studio. I've, I've recently had Elnel from. Uh, well, I mean, 
uh, Nueva oh, wow, Era. Man. You know, that's his. That's a legend. Yeah, exactly. He's a pioneer for sure. It's a legend uh, in these much streets. Respect. And uh, yeah, we've been getting together. <laughs> we'll see what we'll see what we could come up with. And he got he has a new EP coming out as well, which is gonna be pretty crazy. So I'm I'm Bachata trying. Bachata Blues yeah, was his last one. Go Bachata Blues, and uh, uh, he has a new one coming out. I forget. I think it's called Immortals, or Immortal. Uh, oh, and shit. it should be pretty funky, yeah. man. Like that. He's on the guitar and and on a songwriting tip. He's he's pretty dope, man. Like and and it's good to yeah. sit down with these guys, cause like I'm a fan and I resp- and I respect their music, and I just like to get together with them because at the same time, you know, we can share. You know, like. Like I'm, I'm new to this and I know it. You know, I'm, I'm rookie. But uh, when I get together with these guys, you know, they always offer me like, you know, their advice and and they also let me know that I'm on the right track. You know, I like the, they like what I'm doing with the music and that I'm not trying to just you know be a, be a, something something that's already out there, offer my. Yeah. So that's that's what I got going on. Uh, uh, I, I throw a cover on Instagram every once in a while to, cause I know that that's what the people want to see. <laughs> Yeah, I think I should do some covers. Uh, man. I, I don't knock <laughs> covers, man, because you know, like that's <laughs> like the only the, like the way to get people's attention or their eyes is to play something that they already know. I think every band, every yeah. new artist, has started with covers. You know, they they sing a couple covers and then they introduce their own music. So, um, as I'm gonna start uh, doing some covers. Yeah. I'm gonna make. I'm you're gonna actually, some covers. you're also actually working on something for us. Yeah, yeah man, that's not that's the only that's the only way up. we've gotten into the public eye. Uh, all of us, I believe, yeah. you know playing a couple covers showing them we could do that and then yeah. it was like oh but we also do this and then people are more willing to yep. you know accept whatever we got going on so. uh, but that's dope. me uh tony Safante, uh instagram uh pretty much all my social media is, is the same as my name um i don't i don't do the papi chulo 69 whatever I just <laughs> just my name Tony Safante is it <laughs> whatever uh, no, no, no super special uh uh, whatever it's just my name Tony Cifante. Uh Instagram Snapchat uh, Facebook uh, I think I'm Anthony Cifante, but uh, Facebook yeah, think, yeah. you know nobody's gonna add me so doesn't matter <laughs> damn uh, we'll, add you. we'll add we'll add that to Yo, the show watch your follows just blow up after tonight <laughs> if you are Tony if also you can add the uh, studio oh yes yeah, uh, sub- substance.studios is the Instagram for the studio and uh Nice. And you know, once I really appreciate you guys having me on here, and and uh, the the topic was really interesting. Um, I, I want to, I actually want to collab with my with my buddy over here. He we've been talking about Bassa uh, outside of the podcast, so that's a that's one yeah. of my that's one of my interests. I, I really have a thing for Bossa Nova, boleros. That that kind of music yeah. revolves around the guitar, and and it's funky, man. So I want to get with him, see what we can make happen, and. Of course, TMP Records Definitely. is gonna be, is gonna be who makes it happen. So, so once again, yeah, thanks to all of you guys, here, to Manny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, guys, yo, check out Substance Recording Studios. Um, it sounds like he does remote stuff, also, because he's working with Handy. Ooh. So, you know, hit him up. He can probably, you know, work out some deal with you, do some music. So. You don't have to travel to Orlando necessarily. No, right? no. I mean, uh, well, Johandi so. lives in Massachusetts, and I'm producing his stuff exactly. from out here. So, uh, I just good, I'm just good. Trying to tell the people, like, yo, check this. You know, yeah, check this boy I appreciate out. it, guys. Good communication, you know. Like, I'll I'll put together something. If you like it, you let me know. Uh, if you don't, then we'll work on it. We'll get it more to your liking. That's that producer or beat maker thing, you know. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> collaboration, yeah, yeah. man. Well, you'll be selling, we selling the loops pretty soon. The uh, loops. Uh, <laughs> loops? What? <laughs> <laughs> the loops. Hey, there's money in that. I know. I feel, I feel like, I, I, feel like I should brand that, that now before uh, somebody else does, right? Because Sifonte loops, bachata one on one. Oh, man. So I, there's some people that sell bachata loops. I, I, I actually purchased that like a long time ago, the bachata loops, the, the percussion. It's good for producing, you know? I mean, yeah. they're not they're not good for. Like you can't. I mean, you probably can, but they're they're not the best quality for if you're trying to actually leave them on there as your percussion. It's better to. Yeah. Ah. There's, a, there's a market. But yeah, for man. That. I, it's I, I like, like with, any, with any samples. Yeah, exactly. With any samples, but you have to really. I have. I have so. I mean, one. I know you do too, and you just have so many uh, percussion tracks that I, from just making a bunch of songs that eventually. I mean, you don't even need custom recording, but. 
it's always the it's always better, man. Like you get somebody to custom record on your song, it's just it's just a new flavor and yeah. it's just custom to your song. You're not making beats, love it. you're producing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. Um cool. Manny, I cool almost wanna do that uh I don't know if you watch uh Dave Pensado's show. You yeah, know I the, the batter's box thing? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> we should do that. On you. <laughs> Go. Well, you wanna you wanna quiz Tony right now? Put him on the spot. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. Uh. Hmm. Okay. You have to give one word answers. All right. For all of these things, one word or you know one yeah, whatever yeah. the name is, right? Okay. So. Guitar. Uh, legend. Okay. Tony's gonna sue us for this shit. Not Tony, uh, Dave Pensado's gonna sue us for this shit. Um, okay. Vocal mic. Uh, Neumann. Ooh. Which one? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I'll change that to Mojave. I like the M8200. That's the one that we have in the studio. It's really smooth. I like it. Nice. Okay. Monitors. Uh, we use Adam uh, A78s. What is it? A8X? I forgot what they're called. They're Adams. The Adams are nice, man. Preamp. Uh, I, I use the Avalon, but I just UAD, man. Universal Audio. We got the uh, 1176, mm. uh, 67, I mean. Uh, that's the one I like. Okay, I've been, 61, yeah. 7167. I don't know. Too many numbers, man. I just like the way it sounds. <laughs> Kick drum in bachata. <sighs> I like a like a... Like just a dry kick drum, like that's the word that comes to mind. I like one that, like not that bassy boom boom. I like that just that flat dry, pah, pah. like you know you feel the kick. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the one that mm -hmm. that I I prefer. Groove. You say girls? Groove. Oh, because I was gonna say all of them. <laughs> listen, listen, listen here, Papi Chulo sixty nine. That's all. Because it took oh, a turn man. quick. Like, I was shit. like, not. I was, I was waiting for you guys to ask. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Groups. Gr groove. Groove. I like that cowbell, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he hit a uh, home run, man. I think we're done. <laughs> there you go. We're good. Tony oh, was man, a big time, man. I'm. I. I really. I listen to you guys every new episode, and I'm I'm excited for this one to come out, and just for more more content. You guys, you guys are doing something really cool with the podcast, so I'm glad you guys had me on, and I appreciate, appreciate you guys you, both of you. Thank you, absolutely, man. Thank you for coming. No, no doubt, man. Thank you guys for having me. Sweet. Um, well, guys, as you know, um, follow us on at. 20a20 podcast on instagram um our email is 2820podcast at gmail.com um a big thanks to dmp records uh tony sifonte um, i'm mr macario on instagram kelvin <laughs> um, send us questions if if people have questions just to use the gmail and send us questions we're we're gonna start giving stuff away for the questions that we you know the best question of the week and stuff like that, like remixes and masters and stuff like that. So, um, and for those and for those of y'all who are sliding in our DMs, no, we don't provide that kind of service. We only <laughs> answer questions. Okay. <laughs> yes, I mean. So, all right, guys. <laughs> until next time. Thank you.